G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You've doubtless heard the story of the little engine that could. It's a funny thing, but when we're at the bottom of some huge great mountain, climbing it can feel completely impossible. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program today as we take another look at your confidence in Christ from a different perspective. Chances are, when you were growing up, somebody read you the storybook called The Little Engine That Could. It's a kid's story about a little train. A train that saw this huge hill that it had to climb. And at the bottom of the hill, it was daunted by the climb. It's always like that at the bottom of a steep hill. And on the way up the hill, it said to itself, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And then I know I can. I know I can. I know I can. That's why the book is called The Little Engine That Could. What you may not know is that this little book was written around the time of the Great Depression and the stock market crash. It was written at a time when people's confidence was shaken, when they were at the bottom of this huge hill and they didn't know whether they had it in them to climb that hill. One of the real blessings of my life, although it didn't feel like it at the time, is to have had the opportunity to train to be an officer in the Australian Army. Our Officer Training Academy, the Royal Military College Duntroon, is set in the national capital in Canberra, in the most beautiful picturesque setting. If you ever have the chance to drive through this place, it's just a stunningly laid out, beautiful place. But when you're there training, I tell you, it is a tough, brutal place. 7,000 people applied in my year. Only 148 were accepted. Of those original 148 that arrived on the buses that day, only 62 graduated after four years. And time and time again, they put incredibly tough challenges before us. Survival training in the bush, going without food, sleep deprivation, weeks on end, maybe getting one or two hours a night sleep for day after day after day. And the physical training that they did on us was just something else again, running up the sides of mountains with packs filled with weights and night navigation exercises through close jungle that you had to hack through with a machete, rappelling out of helicopters, route marches for days on end without proper rest and carrying packs and, and machine guns and ammunition. Now, I was there between the ages of 18 and 21 years old, but by the time you graduate... There's one thing that they've taught you, and it's this, that you can put up with just about anything, you can survive through just about anything, and you can achieve just about anything. But boy, what a brutal way to learn that. I guess it's a microcosm of life. I mean, what we learn in the school of hard knocks in life is how to crash through things and how to get through the other side, even though it all feels incredibly daunting at the time. But, and and there's a huge but, can I say, despite all of that training, at a cost of millions of dollars to the taxpayer, I still get to some mountains in my life, and I'm at the bottom of them looking up, 
and I find them hugely daunting. And, and I'm sure you've had that same experience. I mean, later after I left the army, I became a consultant in the IT industry. And I used to have to write huge reports, you know, hundreds of pages type stuff. And some days when I was about to sit down and, and start a new one of those, it was like being that little engine that could, although I felt like the little engine that couldn't. You know, you were at the bottom of the hill, you were looking it up, and, and the inertia was debilitating. You just couldn't get going. You, you're paralysed by how daunting the whole thing appeared. And that's, that's what happens where we don't have the confidence to move forward. We just stop because we look up this hill and we think, I don't know if I can get over the top of that. I just don't know whether I've got it in me to make it up that hill and to get over the top. It can be something at work. It can be a difficult situation that has to be confronted. It can even just be cleaning the house or mowing the lawn or washing the car. A million little things. They feel like they're insurmountable, like they're mountains that we just can't get over the top. And what's going on is that we have a crisis of confidence. This week, we're looking at the things that shake our confidence. And one of them is the sheer magnitude of doing something sometimes robs us of the confidence that we need in order to be able to do it. In my wanderings through the Bible, I've discovered this one simple statement. It's written by the Apostle Paul a couple of thousand years ago. He says this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a pretty confident statement. But so what? I mean, words are cheap. Until you learn that he wrote this on death row in a Roman prison. Actually, the full gist of what he wrote is this. It's in the letter to the Philippians in chapter 4, if you'd like to go and have a look at it at some stage. This is what he writes. He says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you've renewed your concern for me. So he's writing to his friends. Indeed, you've been concerned, but you've had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, because I've learned to be content with whatever my circumstances are. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. But I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether I'm well-fed or hungry, whether I'm living in plenty or in want, I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, Paul isn't putting his confidence in his own circumstances. Let's face it, circumstances go up and down, and for Paul on death row, <laughs> they were definitely down. Paul's not putting his faith or his confidence in what he has, because let's face it, sometimes we have almost nothing and we seem to get through, and other times we have it all, and we just can't seem to do what we have to do. Now, Paul puts his faith in Jesus Christ, and he was on death row on account of the fact that he was preaching Christ to people around him. Circumstances will come and go. Sometimes they'll be daunting, sometimes they'll be difficult, sometimes they will seem absolutely insurmountable. And the problem with the whole little engine that could story is sometimes I can't. Sometimes you and I don't have what it takes in us and of ourselves to do the things that we have to do. Sometimes we have to confront a difficult situation with someone. Now, I'm not someone to mince words, but I don't like difficult situations much. I'd much rather just gloss over them. Sometimes I don't have what it takes. That's true of everyone. It's true of you. And that's the problem with self-confidence. Confidence in self relies on how good or bad I am on a particular day. 
But confidence in Jesus is another thing entirely. Jesus who created all things, who has all things in the palm of his hands. And that's what Paul had learned. Here he was on death row. He wasn't afraid to die because he knew that when he was executed, he'd go to be with the Lord. He just said, look, I know what it's like to have a lot. And I know what it's like not to have everything. I've learned to be content with whatever I have. And I rejoice in God. He's got his confidence in Christ. And when you and I can't, Jesus can. And because he can, we can. It's quite simple, really. But so often, we want to place confidence in ourselves. I'm someone who's pretty good at what I do. I get to the end of things. I achieve almost everything that I set out to achieve. But I know that I have a crisis of confidence from time to time because in my own abilities, I just can't do it. But when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, he who has everything in the power of his hand, he strengthens me, he strengthens you, and we can do what we have to do because of him. Before I go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at PowerfulPrayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.